Hey, veterans. Welcome to the VA Claims Insider Podcast. We are veterans helping veterans get the VA disability rating and compensation you deserve. I'm your host, Air Force Service Disabled Veteran Brian Reese, and each week we share VA disability claim tips, tricks, strategies, and lessons learned to help you win, service connect, and get rated at the appropriate level, even if you've already filed or been denied. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. All right, we are on. Hello, everyone. My name is uh, Stacy Allen, and right next to me there is my good friend and fellow coach, Brian Radel. How's everybody doing out there today? All right. Well, today uh, we're going to be talking about presumptive conditions. So thank you guys for showing up. Uh, go ahead and jump over in the comments and let us know who you are, where you're calling in from, what your MOS is or was. Love to hear from you, each and yeah. every one of you. Yep, absolutely. Um, Stacy, so what are, we, what are we doing today, man? Well, you know, I'm going to share my story here in just a little bit after a few more people <laughs> get on. But uh, essentially, we're going to be talking about presumptive conditions, what they are. What are they? I didn't even know for, geez, over 20 years, actually, after I got out of the military. Didn't know what a, didn't know anything about it. But but I learned, and I learned a lot. So I'm going to share that with, with everyone on this call today. Good deal, man. Uh, I know it's a conversation that uh, a lot of people don't know anything about, just like you and I, you know, before we actually started looking into this and, and the value of these claims. Exactly. Exactly. So Facebook users, what are you guys doing? Come on, jump on that comments and let us know who you are, where you're calling in from. All right. We're going to give people a chance to get on here in case they have a problem getting in. Uh, and we will uh, go ahead. And uh, Stacy, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, bro? All right. Well, I am a uh, service-disabled veteran. I served in uh, Desert Storm. Got out in 1993. I didn't file my first claim until 2017. So I know that's a common uh, theme among a lot of veterans. Uh, so I was 24 years outside of the military before I even realize what VA uh, compensation was for disability. So as we get a few more people on, I'd like to share a little bit uh, about how I first got into uh, filing my claim. Um, but tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, Brian, or tell everyone out there. Well, Stacey, as you know, you know, we work together as coaches. Yep. Yep. Uh, we had other things in common prior to. We had no idea, though. Uh, but I was uh, in the Air Force, nine-year veteran, got out in 1992. And I did what a lot of people did when they got out. They filed a claim, not knowing what they were doing. And as a result of that claim, I got awarded 10%. And I was 10% for 22 years, you know? And uh, right. I got frustrated and upset with the VA just for the simple fact that, uh, you know, I, I had to pay back all the money that they paid me on the early out program. So I was pretty disgusted and, you know, so, for those 22 years, I really didn't receive anything. And then uh, uh, a good friend of mine, you know, convinced me to put a claim in and I got myself to 30. Then I went to a VSO, 
got the fit to 50%. Then I came to VACI. And when, when VA Clay Insider took over for me, um, my, my coach took me to 50%, uh, from 50 to 80, and then from 80 to 100 permanent total. And the total time frame on those two claims that I did submit was 69 days from the submission to, to uh, decision. So I am uh, a product of what we do here. And, you know, it's a great thing. And, and the knowledge is, in, in, you know, is, uh, is great to have. Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We mastermind uh, a lot of our information. Uh, and one of the other coaches on, on our team, you know, uses the term steel, sharp and steel. So. Uh, so not only with us coaches, uh, you know, assisting our, our fellow veteran clients, but uh, helping each other uh, Absolutely. And, and veterans, veteran clients helping each other out on the Facebook group. So that's a great place to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, man, we got a lot of people coming in. Uh, see uh, Rich Taylor from Long Beach. Welcome, Fred. He was at zero for 40 years. Wow. wow. That's uh, he beat me. <laughs> and we joked, we broke, joked that my two fourteen was on tree bark. I don't know what it is on, man. <laughs> well, that's a, was it your service number four? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's talk about the uh, uh, presumptive conditions. How about yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's get into, get into a little bit. Well, let me share a little bit about um, how I came to know about presumptive conditions. It was a uh, was actually two thousand seventeen, and I was having a conversation with a coworker of mine. And and uh, and I shared with her. She already knew I was a I was a Gulf War veteran, but I shared with her after uh, you know we got to talking for a little bit mm-hmm. of my uh, GI issues. Right. Uh, so I had I had a diagnosis for IBS, and I said, well, you know, this is just the thing I've dealt with for years. And she said, you know, I think that's a presumptive condition for you since you served in the Gulf War. And I and I said, I don't even know what that means, but okay. <laughs> She goes, no, 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 no. You you can actually file a claim for that and, and probably, you know, be compensated. So, I mean, that was that was news to me and, and I had no idea. And, you know, at first, what, you know, I obviously started looking into it. I got really angry about the whole situation because the VA doesn't put that information out for a lot of people. You know, it's, it's almost like they hold it to their chest and and so I was out for 24 years before I even knew about it. Now, part of that, I, you know, I kind of blame on myself for not educating myself about VA claims. But but again, I had no idea uh, that you could be service connected on a presumptive uh, uh, condition. Right. And, and we're going to we're going to deep dive a little bit more into what exactly a presumptive is. Uh, long story short, uh, I did file for the IBS and and was uh, service connected for it uh, without having to show that I had stomach issues while on active duty um, or anything else. I, I showed my current diagnosis and showed that I you know was in uh, Desert Storm connected. Done. Nice. So yeah. So yeah. that's how that's how I started my my VA claims process. Was that first claim in, in 2017? Fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> you've come a long way since that. Uh, I have. I have. I'm, I'm actually at 94% right now. <laughs> hey, I know a good veteran coach that can get you <laughs> over the top, man. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll give him a call. There you go. Man. There yeah. you go. All right. So <clears throat> when, when, <clears throat> Excuse me. When we first talked about the presumptive conditions that we were going to go over, I didn't realize 
there is so many out there. <clears throat> you know, when, when you first talk about it, it's like, all right, you think about Agent Orange right off the bat. Right. Gulf War Syndrome. And then, you know, as of January 1st of this past year, they threw in Blue Water Navy for Vietnam veterans also. So, you know, that, you know, was clearly the only uh, <clears throat> only uh, information I had on it. You know, I didn't associate other things with it besides, you know, the, that year presumptive after service, you know, getting out, you know. Uh, but what, what other types of presumptives are there when certain conditions are escaping? So... You know, like you said, the Agent Orange, uh, all the Vietnam era, uh, there's actually quite a few presumptive conditions. And, and we'll we'll break those down here in just a little bit. But kind of an umbrella view of, of, you know, what you can look at. Uh, former POWs, there, there are certain things that POWs can we can find presumptives yeah. for. Mm -hmm. uh, atomic veterans. And you think, OK, maybe World War Two or but there's actually, you know, if they served at uh, maybe a diffusion plant. I think there was one in Kentucky uh, during a certain time frame. Uh, there could be some presumptive connections there. Mm -hmm. um, Gulf War, obviously, there's actually a lot of presumptive conditions for Gulf War right. era veterans. And Gulf War, you know, is not just uh, Desert Shield and Desert Storm. It actually from from uh, that time period to present. So anybody that served in in uh, Southwest Asia, you know, theater for operations can can possibly be connected on a presumed basis for any of those uh, uh, issues. Right. Yeah. All right. So so let's um let's talk about let's talk about go for. Right. Yeah. Sounds good. So before before I get into that a little bit more, I see there's a lot of comments flowing here, and I and I appreciate all the comments and questions, and and so keep asking them. If we don't get to them right away, keep throwing them on there. Um, we'll have other coaches on here trying to answer those, as well as we'll be coming back uh, and answering those after the fact after the live is done. Um, and also put this on your calendar next week. Uh, our teammates, uh, Steve and Shanna, will be following up on this call uh, to, to maybe pick up some things that that, uh, that the group here asked and, and we wasn't able to get to. So so put it on your calendar to come back next week as well. Absolutely. Like part two to what we're doing. Part deuce. Yeah, that's it. Yes. That's right. right on. Okay. <laughs> so chronic fatigue syndrome. Now, what is chronic fatigue? I don't want to get too far in the weeds on every presumptive condition, but just kind of an overview of it. So chronic fatigue is actually a collection, uh, if you will, of different uh, symptoms that they can't find a specific diagnosis for. So if, if you meet, you know, two or three of these symptoms, you could potentially be diagnosed with chronic fatigue. If you are, if you do get that diagnosis, and you did serve over there in Southwest Asia, you could get that presumed connection, okay? So let, let me back up just a little bit. So a presumptive condition simply means that if you served in a specific area or, or exposed to specific uh, toxins or radiation, mm -hmm. uh, that you don't necessarily have to have uh, that active duty documentation showing that, yeah, um, you know, I, I was I was seen and treated for my IBS while I was over in Desert Storm. 
don't have to have that right. like you would with with other uh, conditions. You have to have that in-service documentation that, that you uh, were diagnosed. So the VA presumes that if you have it now, that it did happen or was caused by or made worse by your active duty service. Okay. So specifically, as far as Gulf War goes, mm -hmm. you will receive that presumption if it if if it rates to the level of 10% or higher by December 31st, 2021. Okay. Now potentially Congress could look at it again and extend that date out, but right now it's December of 2021. So uh, if you have some of these issues and you haven't filed for them yet, we got to get rolling with it because the deadline could be coming up sooner than you think. Okay. All right. So talk about chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia. That's another one of those uh, um, collection of symptoms that maybe they can't figure out a diagnosis for. So they throw that fibromyalgia diagnosis on you if you fit, fit, fit those different symptoms. All right. Um, so um, let's see, weight loss, menstrual disorders, there's, there's a there's a host and, and and we can't break break into all of them today uh somebody asked about GERD yeah absolutely GI issues so GERD and uh like I said IBS all right so let's break break back over to Vietnam because I know we have a lot of Vietnam veterans on okay really basically everybody thinks about when it's when it's vietnam era it's going to be agent orange and a lot of the agent orange presumptives list is going to be, have to do with uh cancer and things like that and um <clears throat> any length of service is enough to qualify the 90-day rule does not apply to vets exposed to agent orange okay so just keep that in mind uh, conditions such as you know non-hodgkin's lymphoma um multiple uh, myeloma uh, there's there's so many that are linked to it you know that aren't going to show up right away and that's why you know it does have uh, uh the time frame where you can you know uh it's a presumptive condition because of that um so if you do have the the exposure and you do have cancer uh, from from that exposure, you know that sh that is covered under that presumptive that the, the VA has uh, brought out. You know it could be uh, bronchial cancer. You know a lot of it is, you know, the cancer, and that it, it's unfortunate um, that we have to go through what we are going through, uh, Stacy, to try to get these things service connected. But uh, it is um, a a host of of uh, diseases and cancers that are covered under it, you know, under this, like Parkinson's also is covered under the, the right. Agent Orange. And, you know, to take that a step further from Agent Orange, you also have Blue Water Navy now that is also included in this. And uh, to uh, to get that, you know, uh, it, it uh, it's unfortunate that you have to have that diagnosis of, of cancer. You know, or you know, it could be the Ishmael heart disease, is ischemic heart ischemic. disease. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. I was a cop. You know, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't medical man. Yeah. Uh, you know, but um, due to the exposure, though, the, the, the VA, it was a presumptive that you will be covered by it, and it doesn't have to be just in Vietnam either. It could be Thailand. 
if you were stationed in Thailand, you know, uh, and where the places where the herbicides were were stored and tested, you know, outside of Vietnam, you know, and so there is a lot of factors involved uh, to try to get that um, uh, claimed. So, you know, we had to keep that in mind also. It's just not strictly related to Vietnam, which we all think about. Uh, so, you know, that in itself, it opens the windows for other people to go ahead and, and claim, you know, the, these presumptives. Um, so, but you can get a whole list of what is covered right from, you know, the VA website or military disability made easy website. Uh, they have a fantastic, a fantastic, uh, uh, library on that. Absolutely. Thanks. <clears throat> so, um, one of the other, uh, common, uh, presumptions is, uh, you know, any chronic disease or chronic condition that you claim within a year of separation. So, if, if you find that you're diagnosed with a with some kind of disease or, or condition, you could potentially get a presumptive connection if you get that filed or, or get that diagnosed within a year of leaving service. Okay, so that's definitely something that everyone needs to, to look at if you've just got out of the military. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. That's right. big. And, and here's here's one. I didn't even know this one was around until we started researching this. Uh, presumptive list for tropical diseases. Yep. You know, I, I had no clue, you know, but, you know, even with that, you know, if, if you have uh, been exposed uh, to to when you were in a tropical environment, you know, you can actually go ahead and have these other like malaria, you know, right. Uh, I never knew. You know, um, it's 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 just uh, black water fever, you know. So you have to look at, you know, if you take a look at these presumptive lists that are out there and if you fit the mold for one of these where you have been in that tropical uh, or, or or on the presumptive lifts or like the radiation like you were talking about, you know, for storage facilities or whatever, it, it's it's very, very informative to have that education. So, you know, yes, I can go after this. You know, and that's what leads into next week also, because that's what Shannon and Steve are going to be talking about when they discuss that, how, you, you know, to file claims for this also. So it is uh, imperative to educate yourself on these presumptive conditions. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I'm going to I'm looking over here in the comments. I'm going to try to get to some of these questions. Uh, Lisa Reed. Thanks, guys, for taking the time. Hey. That's what we're all about. So, so appreciate that, that shout out. Um, let's see what we got here. Got out of the Navy in 95, filed my first claim in 2015. I said, that's a common, common thing among veterans. Uh, you know, we get out and uh, we, we always tend to look to our left or right and say, wow, that veteran next to me has it much worse than I do. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to take anything away from them. So, and, and we tend to, uh, you know, um, not take care of ourselves. So, mm -hmm. you know, we say, hey, you, you serve, you deserve. Exactly. Right? It's it, it, it a mantra we use. Yep. It is, you know, because everybody deserves, uh, you know, if they have served, uh, obviously, because you said that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it is true because so many people don't think they deserve. And someone like you said is better, you know, is more worse off than what we are. We don't, I don't deserve, you know, but yeah, yeah, we do. We have to look past that. You know, we, we served our country and we need to be taken care of. Right on. Absolutely. I heard one of the other coaches uh, the other day on, on her live. She, she, uh, 
she shared a a thing that I, I think I'm going to start using, and and uh, I thought it was it was a perfect a, a perfect way of looking at it. You know, when you when you rent a car um, and you bring it back dinged up, guess who gets to pay for it? You know, you do. Mm-hmm. You bring a, a rental car back. And it and it's got and you you know ran into something and, or a tree or whatever you've got to pay for that. Sure. Well, the same way with us, you know, the government rented us for a time, you know, and and some of us got dinged up physically, some of us got dinged up mentally, and so the government's responsible to take care of us, yeah. right? That's a perfect analogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're going to be stealing that. I, I already did. <laughs> I, I just did. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Now, Stacy, you know I'm a little technology or technically challenged, so you know you got the 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 questions over there. So if you want to take some, just let me know, and uh, we can kick them around. Uh, Jason from Tennessee says he's at ninety percent. Congratulations! That last ten percent. I'll tell you, Jason. There's two. There's two ten percent. That's the hardest to get. The first. The first ten percent because. You know, we're so hesitant to take that first step and the last because the VA makes it just so difficult with their math. Right. Uh, but hang in there. You know, don't uh, don't give up the fight. It, mm-hmm. It's never over until you quit. So don't quit. Absolutely. Right. It's designed to make us opt out and we're not into doing that. Right. So stick with it. You know, uh, like I said earlier, I was 10 percent for 22 years, you know, and now I'm 100 percent permanent total. Just just stay with it. Don't quit. You know, know what's in your records, know what you can file. You know, if you can take something off the presumptive list that we were talking about, do it, man. Use it to your advantage. Um, knowledge is power, you know. So, yep. so Dennis uh, asked, do you need a nexus for tinnitus? I'll let you kick that one, Brian. Tinnitus is, uh, <laughs> we're not really talking about tinnitus, but you yeah, know what? We'll, we'll address it. Why not? Uh, tinnitus is a, a, a claim that is... Uh, there's no test for tinnitus. You either have it or you don't. They send you to a hearing exam and you basically have to tell the hearing doctor what you are experiencing, you know, whether it's being the ringing, buzzing, hissing, humming, whatever it is. Okay. I, I have tinnitus bilateral both years. Uh, my ringing never goes away. It only gets worse, you know, and when did I get it? I got it when I was in service. Uh, so no, you really do not need a nexus for this. No. Uh, right. You just need to go into that CMP exam because they will give you one and you have to explain your symptoms that you're experiencing. And uh, that that's pretty much all there is to it. And um, so, no, uh, my, my answer is no. Agreed. There you go. Yeah. All right. Perfect. All right. So Tom asked, he's, or he says he's been trying to get a diagnosis uh, for his GI issues, but they keep wanting me to try other things before they say he has it. Well, so, Tom, that's um, that's common among medically. You have to rule out, uh, you know, everything before before you get a diagnosis, because it could be, you know, depending on what your symptoms are, it could be a, a myriad of, of different issues. So just go through the testing, get the processes, you know, done, get the diagnosis and, and move forward. So absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's the main thing. Get that diagnosis, man. We need that before we do anything. OK. So, Terry, go ahead there, Brian. Yeah, I've been treated with meds for uh, what is classified and diagnosed as GERD, but not rated for it. I know some symptoms are the same. Can I file for IBS without a diagnosis? Since I was, it was similar to GERD and I have a diagnosis. You know, that's that's a great question. And we've actually talked about this at, at uh, trainings that we've had about 
how the IBS and GERD, the VA is, the VA is now putting it under the stacking rules. So they, they're not going to rate it separately. We were seeing it coming back uh, where it is combined because they say it's the same organ that, that you're claiming. So therefore, if you have uh, the GERD, um, uh, you, you can get a diagnosis for IBS, but they're, they're saying that it wasn't service connected. You just need to work on that nexus to get that, you know, get with the med team or your private physician to get that nexus that you need to connect it. Man. All right, Chuck, um, he says, um, every time he brings up a presumptive Gulf War questions, he gets the run around and, and yeah, I stated that time is running out and that's true. So, um, so here's the deal. Don't talk about presumptive work, Gulf War, uh, issues. Go to your doctor, let them know what's going on with you. Get the diagnosis. That's the key. Get the diagnosis of what's going on with you and then take it to your coach. And, uh, and we'll see if, if it qualifies for a presumptive connection. And if it does, we'll just file it like it is. If not, you may have to get that nexus statement from, from the, uh, you know, your doctor or the, you know, med team or whoever. Okay. So the key is the diagnosis. Okay. <clears throat> All right. I, uh, I have diagnosed with GERD and diverticulitum. Uh, in esophagus since 2001. I was seen at the military hospital back in 97 for trouble swallowing. I got out in 99. I have been treated since uh, then in and out of the VA. Can that be service connected? Yes. There <laughs> so, you go. Absolutely. There you go. You know, you got the diagnosis. You were treated for it. You know, you were, you were treated for it, seen on active duty. You have continual chronic uh, 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 symptoms. So, therefore, if you're getting the care, yes, you can. And the med team should be able to do that for you too. All right. Can migraines fall under Gulf War syndrome like chronic fatigue? Yes. Yes, it can. Uh, migraines are typically um, connected with other conditions. Okay. So um, to have a presumptive strictly on migraines, probably not, but the migraines could be a secondary uh, claim on something else that could be a presumptive condition. Okay. So there are ways to get those things connected. Okay. Yeah. Great and, question. And migraines can also go, you know, not even looking at the Gulf War syndrome type thing, but you can go secondary off of it, a disability that you already have. Yeah, like if you have a, a, a cervical, you know, spine or something like that also. Okay. All <clears> right. <throat> what else we got here? Uh, there we go. I've gained, <laughs> yeah, some, I fit some of these to a T. I've gained more weight since getting out and can't seem to lose it. I've seen a nutritionist, but I'm also a business owner. And I don't think she knew how to help me because uh, I am gluten free because of my because of an allergy. Uh, is this a presumption connection since I was on a lot of pain meds? Um, I did. Uh, Gate Wayne is uh, weight gain is not a a uh, rated disability, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, right. You can use it as an intermediate. Intermi intermediate. Thank you. you. Uh, connection. <laughs> uh, so, like, say if you have uh, PTSD and you're trying to secondary uh, sleep apnea to that, there could be an intermediary of uh, weight gain that gave you your sleep apnea or something like that. But to just, you know, claim weight gain, um, no. 
I, I, I hope that answered the question. All right. Anne is asking, are vestibular migraines where you don't have headaches? Oh, Anne, you're getting into the weeds here. That's that's way outside of my lane. Uh, that's going to have to come from a doc. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Sorry about that one. But, uh, you know, yeah. listen, there's there's a hundred and I don't know, 180 something different types of headaches. Um, so I don't I don't think it matters if you're having headaches where they are debilitating, uh, you know, in such a way that that you're missing work or you, you're missing social activities. That's where you get the ratings, not not necessarily uh, the classification of headaches, but but how it affects you. Yeah, okay. and that, that, that's exactly right, Stacey. It can be migraine or headaches. They all rate the same. Right. You know, those type of headaches, cluster, stress, whatever. Yep. Okay, I have had a C, uh, two CMP appointments for lower back issues. One initial, one upgrade. I have great uh, evidence, MRI, disc issues, nexus, and all. I am often in significant pain, but I can I can bend at the waist. But with severe shooting back pain, they're always based their opinion on degree and not the pain. Anything to do about this? Yes, there is. If you can get service connected even at zero for your back, it is range of motion. Absolutely. They will not rate you on your pain. But there are mental health conditions that are associated with chronic pain. Okay, so if you have a coach, give your coach on that and they come up with a fantastic strategy that you will probably really, really enjoy. Uh, so just just <laughs> we, we we love that. We love that. I use that myself for me. All right. So, uh, you know, yes, yes, you can you can absolutely do something about that. But the range of motion, you know, uh, where a lot of people are mistaken, that they have the range of motion. So, therefore, it's like, oh, well, okay, we're going to give you a back issue, but it's graded at 0%. And that's totally fine because you can secondary other things off of your back. Love it. Great question. Oh, yeah. Love All it. Right. Love it. Had a rating for 30% for 20 years. Okay. There we go. Falling right in there. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, file another claim in June, got an increase to 70. Congratulations on that, Vincent. Absolutely. However, I failed to mention the ringing in the ears and sleep apnea. Should I file again, appeal the decision? So if you didn't file for uh, ringing in the ears or tinnitus and you didn't file for sleep apnea, there's no appeal uh, in your future for that. You have to you have to file. You don't have to file again. You have to file an initial claim for right. tinnitus and sleep apnea. Okay. Yes. Uh, now, I would say... As far as the sleep apnea goes, I think Brian was mentioning it earlier. It's it's somewhat difficult difficult to connect now, you know, unless you were um, diagnosed with sleep apnea while you were on active duty, or uh, he mentioned Brian mentioned a minute ago about obesity being an intermediate step between a mental health condition and sleep apnea. So if if your BMI you know is thirty or more, uh, that's a possibility, but you're still going to have to get. Uh, a nexus statement from from you know a qualified medical professional. Okay, so and good also, question. Yep, and also you need that sleep study and the diagnosis <laughs> yeah. for the sleep apnea. Absolutely, yep. perfect. Okay, I was diagnosed with girl shortly after I got out in '93. Could it be a secondary to something else? Absolutely, could be a secondary to yeah. something else, especially if you did the vitamin M. While in service, you know, at Motrin, they, they gave us all the time for, for aches and pains or whatever. So if you were uh, medicating with, with any type of uh, uh, medication that uh, causes, you know, uh, acid reflux or problems with your uh, um, uh, esophagus or GERD conditions, absolutely, you can go secondary. Yes, sir. 
Thank you. All Great. right. Great question. So we're going to take a couple more questions here, uh, and then we're going to close it out for the day. We got to leave a little bit of information for Steve and Shanna to share with you next week. All right. So let's see. Somebody, a Facebook user, asks, "Hey, I have kidney disease. Can it be related to the contaminated water from Fort McClellan?" I'm not familiar with that, Brian. The the I you know the condition with um, uh, Camp Lejeune water. Yeah. I'm not sure about the Fort McClellan either. Um, that's something we could definitely look into and get an answer for you. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. We'll find uh, out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we got one for Pete. You want to take this one? See inside the other one. Uh, what is the VA rating for PTSD, chronic adjustment disorder, anxiety, depression, mood disorder, and alcohol disorder? Yeah. Well, that's a mouthful. Uh, service connected. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, Love Pete. It. Love it, man. Yeah. All right. So um, there's only you only get one mental health rating. Okay. So if they there are them, though. if there are several diagnoses, such as you know, your friend, what he's got, um, they will combine them into one rating. Okay. So uh, the ratings are, you know, 10, 30, 50, 70, and 100, uh, depending on the severity of your symptoms. So the ratings are based on the symptoms that you deal with on a regular basis and not the diagnosis. Okay. The symptoms kind of uh, go across most of uh, mental health diagnosis. Okay. Yep. And, and they're intertwined with each other. That's why it's hard to separate them. And yep. uh, so, yeah. All right. Let's Great. do one more. One more. All right. We have uh, okay. So Lisa asked. Okay. Said, oh, there we go. I have a question. Uh, I have filed in 2012. They denied a few diagnoses, but filed again in 2016. Was awarded 100%. In 2018, with backdating and back pay through... 2015, I had filed clear and unmistakable error, error on the part of that 2016, but was told they cannot backdate to my original claim date to 2012 because I should have appealed it. <sighs> There's well, a lot to unpack there, Lisa. There, there sure is. There sure is. Um, first off, congratulations for, for doing that. Um, yep. Secondly, backdating and back pay. To the original 2012 um i am at a loss to be honest with you um yeah a clear one's unmistakable error should go back to the original date of the filing uh that's what that's for there's no there's no timeline on that you can do that whenever uh so i you know if that's what they told you i would question that uh to find out why um and specifically go after that if that's, you know, uh, a concern of yours. Absolutely. But Steve, right. any input? No, I don't. I mean, that's, yeah. That's a hard one. That is, that yeah. is a hard one. Yeah. All right. So I said a couple more. So I guess a couple more. Yeah. So what happens if the Army lost my medical records and I can't <clears throat> prove any evidence? I, I, I'm assuming that means service connection. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, so. We file a lot of claims without the uh, actual medical records from service. Now, um, there are ways to get that, even if we have to end up going to archives. Uh, that takes a while, but I would get with your coach. There's there's a lot of strategies that we could look at that don't necessarily require 
your active duty medical records. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, let me share. Uh, Facebook user did put up here. Uh, we were talking about Fort McClellan earlier. Yes. So uh, there you go. Was closed due to contamination. However, the government's not recognized it. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Uh, I'm not sure who what your name is. Uh, unless your name really is Facebook user, that'd be kind of a cool name. Um, so. So thank you for sharing that. This is, listen, this is what I was talking about when we first started the session, steel sharpening steel. So Absolutely. perfect example. Thank and, you. And, and, and just along those same lines, remember, they didn't recognize Blue Water Navy for the longest time either. Right. So just keep your eye on that to see if that is coming through. And, uh, you know, just make sure you have your evidence now. So when that does open up, if they if the government decides to open up, that you can jump on that and take advantage of it. All right. Well, I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here today. So, Brian, if uh, if a veteran wants to work with you, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, they can use my email. It's b radel. So it's b r a d e l at vaclaimsdecider.com. And also, I have a referral link uh, of uh, www.ratingideserve.com. And then select my name from the drop-down referral menu. Brian Radel. It's as easy as that. How about you, Stacy? How uh, how are we doing you? Right on. Thanks, Brian. Oh, you so, my link, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, go ahead and reach out to me. Email it's s allen at vaclaimsinsider.com. There you go. There's both of there our emails up there. Right. there you go. Yeah, perfect. Um, or you can jump over to my website, it's uh, myveterancoach.com and right. start out there, and then you'll be assigned to me. So, yeah. either one of us will we'll take you the direction you need to go and get you that rating that you deserve. Absolutely. Perfect. All right. Well, again, thank you guys and ladies for showing up today. We really appreciate it. And make sure you come back next Tuesday uh, where our friends, uh, Steve and Shanna Absolutely. will be following up on this call and, and letting everybody know how to actually file for these uh, presumptive conditions. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. That's going to be a good one. Too. Yeah. Absolutely. And once again, I'm going to echo what Stacy said. I want to thank you all for hanging out with us. We appreciate it um and uh showing us some love and and you guys thank you for your service we appreciate you guys and we're going to help you guys do as and take you as far with your claim as you want to go so thank right you again. All, all right, right. we'll see you stacy go work with you bro you too brian all right, take man. care